we just try to get farmers above that poverty line and that's how we measure impact. I'd do this job for no income if I could just go out and spend time with the farming communities because it is the most personally rewarding job you could ever do in your life. Today we're speaking with David Davies, the founder of AgUnity, which takes low-cost smartphones and adapts them to become an essential tool for low-income farmers around the world, from Colombia to Ethiopia to Papua New Guinea. I'm Rama Shakaki, and you're listening to Innovate with Purpose, the official podcast of Expo Live, a program by Expo 2020 Dubai. So if you can imagine what iPhones did for us 10 years ago, they made a phone that was simple and interactive and did all the things we need to do. You know, and if we're in a developed country, we need to like book Ubers and hotels and see the weather and things. Those things aren't really useful developing world farmers. They have a different set of problems such as can I hand over my crops and just record that I've done it so I I know that, you know, someone's not going to cheat me when I collect it. Can I keep cash in the cooperative so I can order something rather than having to take the money to my home where, you know, my family might want to get some of it or things. So we solve some very unique challenges that really only apply to very low income remote farmers that which normal phones and mobile applications don't really address their specific needs. They use smartphones that are specially adapted to make them really simple to use. And with these phones, farmers can achieve tasks that may sound simple, but actually have a huge impact on their lives. What we do is really simple. It's just enabling the farmer to coordinate with, say, the buying station or the cooperative that they're going to hand over the crops on a particular day. That is a huge problem because, you know, we see farmers in Ethiopia that will walk many hours to hand over a crop and the buying station was closed that day and they have to walk back and maybe by the time they're ready to come back again, the the crop's spoiled. So the first function the phones do is just coordinating between buyers and cooperatives. And then the final function is just enabling them to use the money, whether it be just going to the cooperative and cashing out their, their coca bean income or their coffee income bit by bit, or ordering something through the cooperative or transferring that money into a bank account. And most of our farmers never had bank accounts before, but once they see that, oh, you know, I can keep money in this AgUnity system, the next thing they'll start to do is transfer it into bank accounts for savings. The company started five years ago, But really, the idea goes all the way back to David's childhood. Oh, I grew up in a wheat and sheep farming area in in outback South Australia, and we we ran the wheat silos, so we we know a lot about wheat and sheep farmers. So it gave me a great knowledge of how large-scale developing farming works. So I understand that really well. And then what was kind of a profound shift from that? Back in 95, 96, I worked for, I ran a UNESCO project in West Africa. So I saw the other end of the supply chain. And that's kind of the genesis of the idea that in Australia, company, even really huge scale farmers, we rely on infrastructure like the wheat board and uh, Australian wool board and things like that to help us get fair prices and deal with issues. And farmers all have these organisations that help them in developing nations the farmers have very little of that and those organizations are very 
weak and don't have a lot don't offer them a lot of benefits so one of the most important things for farmers is always to work together as a group collaboratively as soon as you know farmers are buying and selling things as a group they're getting better prices fairer prices and they've got some ability to push back on the the bigger counterparties Agunity was born out of a hackathon that David and his co-founder took part in in 2016. From there, they developed this idea for a blockchain-powered, low-cost smartphone and a safe transaction record system to tackle financial and digital exclusion for remote rural communities. After the hackathon, they decided to see if this idea would work in the real world. So they started with what David knew because of his upbringing. The first farmers were wheat farmers, and that's because I grew up in a wheat and sheep farming area in Australia, so it was a crop I knew a lot about. Um, then we quickly moved. The next project was in Papua New Guinea when we worked with cocoa farmers for chocolate. In the first batch of cocoa farmers, we saw in a season the farmers increase their income by three times, which is absolutely life-changing, not just to the farmers, but also to the whole community because there's more money for the farmers means they spend more in the shops and you know, the kids can go to school and everyone benefits. It sounds like a pretty simple goal with quite a straightforward, measurable impact. How has your experience been when getting funding and partners on board? Yeah, look, funding has been an ongoing challenge for us, and I believe there's a big reason for that. What we're doing is very unique, like we're dealing with a demographic that people don't understand. We're implementing a solution in a way that isn't like any other technology company. So people look at us and they can't like immediately say, hey, you know, you're like Uber for farmers or something. We're much, much different and we have a very complicated you know, business structure because in order to address this market, we had to do that. But investors typically want something that's very similar to something they've already had. And so we've always done well with angel and impact investors because we can sit down with them. We can, you know, in many cases, we've taken them out to the farms. They've seen what's happening and they go, right, I get it. I can see this is going to be a big thing that can change the world. And when we get onto people like that, they're all behind. We've raised, you know, well over a million dollars so far. Um, we, we currently have over a million dollars a year of revenue. So, and we, we just became profitable this year. So we're, we're a good, stable company that's done that on very little capital. And now is really the time we're trying to scale that up into the next level. So what does scaling up for the next level look like? Well, this year, AgUnity have released a new digital token called Agriate, which allows coffee consumers, say in Australia, to show their appreciation to coffee farmers, say in Papua New Guinea, by sending them these digital tokens. The farmers can then use those tokens to pay for things like farming supplies or coffee seedlings. We've got a system where a commodity company or the buyer of coffee or just anyone can buy some aggregate, send it directly to a farmer, and nobody there's nobody in the middle. If you buy a dollar of aggregate and you send it to a farmer, they get one dollar of aggregate in their wallet, and they can use that to pay for their phone, they can use it to buy farm supplies, pay the school fees, um, and things from the cooperative, and it's immediately usable in their community. So it has a real profound benefit, essentially a closed-loop, non-cash payment system. So we've released this token into this system, and it'll be going live with the Expo project in Papua New Guinea in a week. It's already running for a couple of hundred farmers in Ethiopia. So David, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about how you got involved with the Expo Live grant program in the first place, um, and also a little bit about what that process looks like. 
And it was a wonderful thing because we'd struggled for years. We had a project in Papua New Guinea which we'd funded ourselves. Um, that was in the Bo- island of Bougainville. Um, and we'd had multiple other potential projects in Papua New Guinea that we could just never get funding for. And we, we'd be submitting grants to exactly the right applicants. Um, everything would be right, but then the partner couldn't audit their books or something. Like really silly things were were stopping us getting funding um, to start a project in that location, which we felt was like one of the key locations to work with. Like, you know, the benefits we could give to farmers, the needs, everything was perfect there. Brilliantly, the Expo Live program, you know, stepped up and they they funded a project which we were originally hoping was Bougainville, but by the time it was ready, Bougainville was running up to their independence referendum and we couldn't get in and out. So we moved it to Medang. Um, and then that project has actually spun off into, oh, I'm going to say almost half a dozen more. So the expo funding that, you know, it's a small amount of money in the scheme of things, but that lot got us started. It got us to a couple of hundred farmers in Badang. Other communities found about it. We started vanilla projects. We started projects. We're connecting with banks. And now we've got, yeah, half a dozen projects all over New Guinea that probably wouldn't happen if we weren't so fortunate to have been accepted into the Expo Live program and their very generous support to kickstarting a project. So... Um, I'm hoping that the net result of that funding from Expo will eventually be improving the lives of around about a million people in Papua New Guinea. Agunity is quite a complex company and it's unique in many ways. So we wonder, how does an organization like this measure impact in their work? And David told us it is actually not as complicated as you might think. Yeah, we're, we're actually more simple than most. We look at the, the increase in farmers' income. Um, their income is actually recorded in our platform. It's very, very easy to show that, you know, these farmers started out, they're earning $40 a month, and now we've got them up to 120 And that's really our goal, just to get the farmers from their couple of dollars a day up to what is just a sustainable income. Sustainability is a great goal to have. So, David, the last question I have for you is, when you're having a hard day at the office, what is it that keeps you going the most? I reckon you know the answer to that. It's the farmers, of course. And and it goes back to, you know, pre-COVID, we used to spend a lot of time going and visiting the community. I especially did because I just love it. And and the the heartwarming remarks that you do get from the farmers and seeing they're not troubling with their school fees and, and we can create the framework in which they can earn more, they can put it aside, get the things that will change their life, and we see those changes. So, you know, when it's a hard day, all we have to do is think about that because who wouldn't be happy to work hard in an environment where you're literally changing thousands of people's lives? And if we do well, we'll be changing millions of people's lives. Innovate with Purpose is the official podcast of Expo Live, an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. Innovation can come from anywhere to everyone. Learn more by visiting expodubai2020.com forward slash expo live. Innovate with Purpose is produced by Kerning Cultures Network. Episodes are released every Sunday and Wednesday. Subscribe to Innovate with Purpose on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review.